This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. 767-0000. Call now. Ooh, order your pizza right now. Online. Call it. You pick. 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Eat Local Pizza. Best of the best. Yes, we know it. Aloha. Yes, I had the Hawaiian pizza last week. Oh, it was just what it means. It expresses wishes of positive and respectful life. That's, yes, it is. Eat local pizza. You know what I mean. 767-0000. Call now. Order your pizza. Eat local pizza. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Ooh, yes. <sighs> Blueberry habanero. Medium heat plus slightly sweet. Made with blueberries, habaneros, bell pepper, onion, distilled vinegar, organic cane sugar, garlic, fresh lime juice, kosher salt, canola oil, blueberry ale. It's vegan, low calories. Pairs great with barbecue, avocado, salmon, wings, cheese, pancakes, ice cream, peanut butter, heartbeat, hotsauce.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brent Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. Yes, he is. 251-7251. Call now. He is your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist, Brent Hackberg, specializing in first-time home buyers, moving your mortgage over the RBC. Yeah, take a look at those interest rates. Do it. Whoo, their potential. Investment property mortgages. He does personal advice. He's listening to you and he brings you solution, making your home ownership goals happen. Brent Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. Call him now. 251 7251. This is Michael Lynch. Oh, I almost said it. Unplugged. Yes, it is. Ooh, we are back tonight. Very special guest, the one and only. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Two. Did I say 97? I think. Episode 97. The one and only very special guest. Please give it up to Ashley Presen- Presenger. Ooh. Wow, that was hard. Ooh. <laughs> My tongue. It's like, ooh. I've never had my name said so, like, elaborately. Thank you. Oh, you, you're very it's welcome. Very yeah. Thank you. Oh, my heart is beating fast with all yeah, this voice work. Yeah, that's a workout work. for yeah. you. It Holy is. Man. Yeah. I regret, I, like, sweating now. Yeah, and you say it, like, from memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's impressive. Mm, yeah. Yeah, very well done. I'm very impressed. My dad always has all the phone numbers and everything in his brain, you know, because they had to. I know. I can remember like <laughs> phone numbers from when I was younger, but yeah. now there's not no. not a chance. No. No. You, no. Yeah. We have more context than ever before too, right? You think? Maybe. Do we? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I used to have those old phone books that like if I lost that old phone book, my life was over. Mm. I didn't, <gasps> like I had to have all my phone numbers and addresses, but. Yeah. Now you lose a phone and you have, I was thinking about that the other day. If I didn't have my phone, I couldn't contact anybody. It's pretty sad. If you wouldn't have it or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 
If we wouldn't yeah. have it, that would be it. We couldn't contact anyone. No. We don't know anybody's phone numbers anymore. I know. Oh, I know. It's, it's so easy, though. You get a new phone or a used phone, whatever you buy, and you plug it into the old phone, and it's just like, psst, psst, and you have the data. Oh, very good point. <laughs> <laughs> right? Very good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Ashley, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I did good. not shovel snow today. I said no. You didn't, eh? No, you? Uh, ooh, I have to admit, I have not shoveled snow once this year. Wow, nice. Um, I, yeah, I have a pretty remarkable father mm. that comes over and does that every morning when it snows. So oh. he's probably in bed already and he's not hearing this, but mm. thank you, Dad. That's beautiful. Um, I also have a 14 year old son that is slowly working his way to doing that chore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I get out of shoveling between mm. my dad and my son. I'm pretty fortunate that way. That's, that's beautiful. I know. Right. Mm. So like I wake up and my dad picks my kids up cause I've got, uh, three kids. So I get up in the morning, my dad's there. <laughs> He's like clean up my kitchen and then he takes the kids and either takes them to school or yeah. takes the youngest to, to his house with my mom and they watch the youngest, but he shovels the driveway before I even mm. get up. Wow. And I'm a little spoiled. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You know, yeah. you sometimes it's good to have help. It's, it is good. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you know? Yeah. I'm lucky in that sense. Like, my my mom and my dad are remarkable humans. And I think, like, um, I've made uh, some big changes this past year and a half. And I, I could not have done any of the things that I've sort of achieved without the two of them in my life or without their help. Mm. And um, they're phenomenal humans and I, my kids see it and they're remarkable with my niece and nephew too. And, um, you know, my kids are better because of my parents. So, mm. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm lucky in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Very much so. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it doesn't turn out and sometimes it does. Yeah, I'm privileged <sighs> to definitely have what i have yeah. i can see that for sure yeah you you make him some coffee then he's like afterwards you get coffee or something or or you do i bring them coffee yeah or he doesn't drink coffee when he gets here or he no. already has coffee right he already has he does coffee. he's not you know what my dad gets up probably at about four he's up by four every morning wow and he walks <laughs> he'll walk he used to walk probably two hours every morning and then wow. he'd go meet his coffee crew at mcdonald's oh. so I, I say he doesn't drink coffee he drinks coffee but like yeah he doesn't buy it like he just has it in the morning with his coffee crew mm. And I think one of the biggest changes for him is not being able to do that. Like he used to mm. do his two hour walk and then he'd meet his crew at McDonald's and they'd have coffee and then he'd start his day. So I, I've noticed in him, he's really missing that bonding with yeah. his friends. Um, so he's definitely kind of gravitating more towards like the, the grandkids and sort of spending mm. more time with the grandkids. But um, that routine's been kind of lost for him. Yes. Yeah. And he's, he, yeah, he's aging. He's over 70, but mm. he's, you would never know. But um, yeah, he gets up four walks, two hours, you know, like he's had coffee and done like house chores before half of us are even awake for the day. So I know. How does, that, yeah, that must feel good. That must feel good. <laughs> I don't know. He's also in bed by 6 30 every night. So I'm not mm. really sure. Mm. Man. <laughs> I, I well, don't know supposedly some sleep more and some sleep less some need sleep for stress release 
You Good know? point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, this is my time. It's sleep time. <laughs> Are you a sleeper? Do you sleep a lot? No, I try to minimize sleep as much as I can. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Yes. Does that work? Well, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what What day is it? What month is it again? That's why. Yeah, I didn't even know what day it is. Yeah. No, today, yeah. Well, it's the first day back with online school. And, you know, it was good. And it's nice what it is. But it's yeah. almost it's almost easier for us if he wouldn't be in school. The day is like, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. But, it's, you know, the online school is... Um, I have two that are in online school and, and they're doing it. You know, my oldest, my 14 year old, he's, he manages, he's good. He's sort of, mm. you know, does what he has to, but um, my daughter is the one that's struggling a little bit more. And, you know, it's, we do see um, different emotions coming out and different yes. struggles in our youth. And I think that's something that we're going to have to deal with as we go forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's lots of new things and also, evolving from that as well i think so too yeah, yeah. there's going to be a whole new set of i think um stresses and considerations that our youth are going to have to deal with that that we maybe haven't seen or haven't really thought of yes. um from this situation that we're in right now yeah. yeah yeah i'm like i feel personally so lucky i can continue with the podcast like, yeah. you know, because this is almost for me, it's a good time where like I can just be silly or I can actually connect with people at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, it's been nice to, it's been pretty phenomenal to see how people have really sort of stepped outside of the box to figure out how to keep small businesses going to see, you know, teachers, like, mm. how am I going to engage? My son's teacher drops off these really cool, like, notes mm -hmm. with candies and like just to keep mm. connection going nice. so it's been remarkable to see how teachers have been teaching or like i agree how different um just different areas of business have been trying to get through this mm -hmm. it's the creativity and the imagination of people and this the supporting of each other i mean you see it all over the community it's been phenomenal yes i just think it's hard when there continues to be more and more barriers put in place, it's kind of mm -hmm. like, how do we keep going when there's another barrier, another barrier, but yes. um, Thunder Bay's fighters. There's a lot of fighters in this survival. City, so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. You know, it's like still, yeah. it's not the wild West, but it's like this, it's like this spirit, this, um, this, like every, most people drive a truck. Most people are mm. like they they know how to survive or they have like yeah. they don't they have things in their trunk for survival, like a blanket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like us, snow in April. Yeah, we've been there. It's funny, people are like posting um on Facebook, they'll yeah. post like everybody's like, Oh, there's snow in April, but then people are posting memories from like last year, mm. three years ago, five years ago. They're like, Yeah, we had snow this day. Yeah. Like it's April. We always get snow in April. We'll probably have it on May long again too. Could but be. I know it's we're so we just keep going, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's we just do what we have to do. Yeah, there's a certain sense of I don't know. Maybe that's just in my mind. But the wilderness we are surrounded, and it's like it's part of who we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, and I can even feel that for me. Like I'm here since 2006. I immigrated yeah. from Germany, but it's like now it's like I feel it. It's 
in my blood. <laughs> Did you, do you notice that when you came here, that there was sort of this different vibe or different sort of. There's a different mindset. Sense? Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's more. I've been, yeah. Sorry. I didn't no, no, go ahead. That. It's more. Yep. Yeah. I think the values are different too. You know, you, you don't, some people, they don't need to go to Europe. They just have a camp. Yeah. Just, and then they have like, just. yeah, they have a nice place there, right? Where, and, and yeah. that makes it complete. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's very, and you know, having, I've been here since I was um, four. Oh my gosh. I was born in Winnipeg, but I've been here. Oh. I have that mug. You do, right? I have that same. I do. Yeah. I love that mug. I have that mug. Yeah, it's 2015. Did you go? Yeah, Oktoberfest. Uh, I don't think it was. Was I at it? I can't remember. Mm. I had my I later host. Might have been a blur. Might have been a blur. I was probably there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this dude is ripped. Well, yeah, I have that in, mug. Yeah, it's inverted. Like, I drink coffee out of it. Are you drinking? Can I say this? Are you drinking beer out of it? Yeah. 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 Oh, of course, yeah. I like good to. Call. Yeah, it's my my it's my drink tonight. It's good. What are you having? Um, I have a Danish good. beer tonight. Ooh, mm, two bork. Nice. <sighs> I haven't. I stopped drinking in um, January. It's been over a year. Yeah. So yeah. last January I stopped, but I used to love craft beer. Mm-hmm. Craft beer is a yeah. So I do. I miss. But I've been here since um I was four. Wow. And I've left and come back and left and come back. And there's just something about Thunder Bay that keeps nowhere else feels like home. Yes. And I think as hard as it can be, and, and it can be hard, the field I work in, I see how hard it can be. And I, we've seen it. Like, I'm not going to deny that there's issues. Mm. Um, there's something about it that um, you either love it or you don't. And um, I do. I love Thunder Bay. Yeah. I love the people in the community and the way that it can come together. And, and I, I love the local businesses and, and the business owners and, mm. and all of that. Um, and I really, I, I'd like to see us get on the other side of this, what's going on. So Yeah. Is it, is it, does it affect you a lot? It bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. It does. You know, I think I, I see, um, You know, I have a lot of friends that own businesses. I have um, um, people that I call family <laughs> that own businesses. Yeah, you're close and, to them. Yeah, and you see them struggle. And, you know, so it's an interesting time. Like my generation sort of, our parents grew up and they had jobs. They didn't necessarily have to go to university. They all just kind of had jobs, right? And then yeah, just, my age group. It's almost like Pardon? only one of them had a job and then one of them stayed home. And that was possible. That too, right? We, we can't do that. do that. Yeah. No. No. You could do that then. And then, or, you know, my mom, my sister and I got older. And my mom said, I'm going to go get a job. And she just got one. Mm. They were just there, sort of. And I don't want to minimize, minimalize, like, the struggle that people did have. But, and I find sort of with my generation, you went to school and you kind of thought, yeah, I, I go to school, I get a job and the jobs weren't there. Mm. So particularly here with like the mill struggled and then you have, um, you have all these sort of like the, the st stable jobs here really started struggling and we lost so much of our population here in Thunder Bay. Mm. And instead of, and a lot of people left, 
they went out west, they started doing different things, but they came home. And instead of sort of saying like, there's nothing here, what do I do? People started creating their own jobs. So you saw like this creation of all these really cool businesses in the city, some really neat local businesses. And I think that's what has me so like, um, really feeling for them is that they, you have all these people that are kind of like, there's no work. I'll create my own. They created their own. And mm. now there's sort of these barriers being put in place saying, oh, you work so hard, but no, mm. like, here's some more barriers. And that's the hard part yeah. is that you have these people that work so hard and now they're being told no again. It almost feels like, you know, when 2020 rolled into 2021, it felt like everybody thought it's going to be better or it's going to be like, yeah. it's, it's over, you know, yeah. but I think it's really hard and we've, we're starting to see it's actually like it's continuing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think many people didn't right. think that way. Maybe, I don't know. No, I agree. And I think there was, you know, there was first it was like two weeks we'll be out of it. And then I was like, when the vaccines come, we'll be out of it. And now we're well within the vaccines. And then it's like, um, 2021, it's a new year. And we've had so many like, moments of like hope going up only to have our hope kind of dashed. And I don't even necessarily know that it's, that it's times where our hope should, I hate that word should, but should have been dashed. Like I think as a community, we've kind of worked well at doing what we've kind of been asked to do. Yeah. And it's, it's hard and you see it, you see people struggling. There's been some beautiful letters to the editors written. Yeah. Um, there's been some, you know, really poignant posts written and things written by people not blaming, but just asking why. Mm-hmm. And I think as a community and as a city, um, I think these are really valid questions that maybe deserve some answers. Okay. So what do you think the solution is? Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, Is it because at the end of the day, there's always going to be people that don't agree. Yes. There's yes and no. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a huge advocate for mental health. Okay. Um, always will be. I've I've worked in the field for a long time. It's the job I do now. Uh, I work in um, victim services, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I'm, my forefront is mental health and what I'm seeing in the work I do and, and my kids. And yes, I think we need to start refocusing on, on what are we losing and to gain what we think we're gaining. Mm -hmm. If we start to refocus on mental health and really start to put our perspective back to what is our, what are we doing long-term to people? for this short-term gain, I think we start to readjust some of our perspectives, like keeping schools closed. Mm. What are we doing to our youth? Like keeping, um, I was really happy to see the pullback on the police, like congratulations to the police for sort of saying no, because mm. I think this, you know, this um, fear of being pulled over would have had huge effects on not just people of color, but um all people like this idea of driving around and 
being afraid of being pulled over just for driving to your parents' house, that was too much. And mm-hmm. I think the anxiety of that would have just been awful. Do you feel it in the air when you left that house? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. you went for a walk with the kids on, what was it, what was it Sunday, Saturday? Did yeah. You, did you feel it? I did. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because um, I have a, a partner, I have a boyfriend, and and my mom right away texted, you're going to get a ticket. Like, mm. And he messaged me. He's like, just keep groceries in the back. Cause we've been together for a bit now and we're in each other's bubble. And, and he said, keep groceries in the back. Like, what do we do? We can't not, we're not going to not see each other, mm. but, and I said, we're, I'm not going to get pulled over. And he said the same thing. We're not going to get pulled over, but my mom was terrified. Mm-hmm. And I think when we stop being focused on COVID as the enemy, When we stopped focusing on COVID as the enemy and started focusing on each other as the enemy, that's when we started losing the battle. Mm -hmm. We're so focused on what is each other doing that's wrong? How can we police each other? We've, we've lost that battle and it's become about, it's become about fighting each other. And that's, it's no longer about the, about the illness anymore. Okay. And you see that on things, you see that on social media, you see that in the, in the news, it's, it's all become about villainizing each other. Someone's on this side, someone's on this side, anti-mask, pro-mask, anti-vaccine, pro-mask, who cares? When we stop supporting each other, that's when it wins. Yes. Do you, do you feel like actually like human nature and like the social media and the internet it's mm. i think it's almost not specifically even on covid it's like anything anybody has an opinion about in the age of social media and hey i drop a comment and you don't know me it's like people can say anything they want yeah yeah i think there's this threat or this notion that if your comment or your opinion is against mine, you're, I'm somehow wrong. It, we need to exist in this middle where <sighs> you can have an opinion, I can have an opinion, and we both can be right, and I can accept that you have one and, and yes. respect it. Yes. Respect. I don't have to agree with it. Yeah. Yes. And I can respect it. I don't have to accept it, but I can still respect it, and it doesn't make my opinion any less right. And we've stopped. We're so threatened and I think we're struggling there's there's a struggle of of having one's own identity so we attach to others morals or these sort of you know this whole and I don't even know that much about QAnon because I don't I'm just using it as an example there's this whole sort of like or anything for that matter people who struggle to have an identity of their own will attach to others other strong identities to feel like they belong to something. Yes. And then they're so attached to it that any threat of it being wrong is almost like they're wrong. So they have to, it's almost like they're throwing themselves on the flame just to protect what they think they're attached to. Instead of sitting back and having a conversation and going, yeah, Hey, that does make sense. It doesn't make me wrong. It just, that makes sense. Mm. I'm going to look into that. And I think that's what's happening. It's a good point. Is it? <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Yes. 
<laughs> I think there's a lot in it because, like, let's let's think who's our biggest influence before we move out, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the values are given by your parents, and that's exactly it. Yeah. Do you see yourself in behaving a certain way? Like, I see myself sometimes. I say something, but I don't even am aware. But it sounds like I'm my dad. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, shit, that was my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So now what are opinions? Uh, opinions are, that's my guess. I don't know. My, maybe yours is different. Opinions are imprints of our senses, what we receive in our experience coming together. Yeah, there, there are bias, there are traumas, there are experiences, they're all of our things coming together to create um, like our sort of our verbal or our, our understanding of the world around us. So it's perception. That's exactly it. But our perception is based on our experiences, our bias. I think we struggle to, to really question our bias. Okay. Like... Um, I think a lot of people struggle with insight or really stepping back and questioning, you know, why am I angry? You know, someone has come up to me and like said something to me. Why am I so furious with what this person said and not making it about that person that said it, but making it about you. Mm-hmm. People don't control emotions. You control emotions. So if I get mad at you right now for saying something, mm-hmm. that's not a you problem. Because you can go say that to 10 other people and they might not get mad. I have to check me and find out why am I upset with what you've just said. And I think we lack that. The self-awareness? Yeah, self-awareness, but also we struggle with ego, I think, too, and this idea of of really being okay with saying I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you hurt me, and I need to figure out why. Uh, So, yeah. So does that mean I'm taking it to an extreme now? Allow me to ask yeah, this because I'm intrigued by your perspective. So okay. if if I get offended by somebody saying something to me, is that, does that mean then it's my perception? So in in a way, it's my feeling. So if I get mad, is that your fault? Yeah, if I would say something right now, I don't know. Why can you control my feelings? I don't know. I can Are be you in an, control I, of my feelings? I can be an asshole. <laughs> Fair. Oh, we can all be assholes. <laughs> but are you at the end of the day in control of my feelings? Can you control how I feel? That's a good question. And I have to say, we as individuals are in charge of how we feel. Yeah. So even though you can say... You can say lots of asshole things and you might even even intentionally mean to hurt me. I'm still the one that's in control of those feelings. Yes. So I need to check with myself. Why am I reacting that way to you? I might at the end of the day sit back and go, yeah, he meant to do that. And I need to question why am I still engaging with this person? Mm -hmm. But that's still on me to question why am I still interacting with you if you're intentionally doing things to hurt me? But we're in control of our own emotions. No one else is. And if we continue to interact with people that are that are stirring these type of emotions in us or creating situations that we continue to have these kind of emotions, 
we need to question why we're continuing to interact with that person. Mm. Hence toxic relationships. Why do we keep going back? Yes. I was thinking about this. Like how, why is, do you have any insights? Is like, because yeah. they portray it sometimes in movies. This very mm. generalized, right? That's yeah. because I don't have experience in that. So allow me to say yeah. this. So it's like for in the movies, it's a, it's, it seems like the victim always goes back, and, or it, it's and the victim doesn't get out. It seems like it's yeah. it's very hard. So, I was in uh, an abusive relationship, and one that actually ended up uh, the individual was charged with um, mm. with domestic assault and um, I, I think it was damage under five thousand. Okay. And, and it was interesting because when this is how it's led me to this entirely different perspective, I actually ended up in clinical therapy after this process because I really had to sit back and evaluate why did I not just go with this individual, but why did I have a history of toxic relationships before this individual? This one was by far the worst. Okay, But for... About a year and a half, it was, and it wasn't just one incident of violence. There had been other incidences of violence, um, but this was the one that he was charged for. Mm. But I asked myself, why did I stay in this situation that was emotionally, physically, verbally um, abusive? Why did I stay in this? And, and in a relationship that drastically affected my kids, like my son slept under the bed with a bat for about a, like a year after this relationship. Oh, my God. But I asked myself, why? What was it about me? And I realized there was quite a few things about me that led me to that and that kept me going back. Okay. And, you know, that's a really hard conversation to have with yourself is why do I put myself in abusive situations? Why do I put myself in toxic situ situations? Mm. And it took uh, it took a really good two years to question that and that's how I led to stopping drinking um stop smoking got into bodybuilding yes um got a coach mm. um but it really took um putting myself first and and really genuinely from the core loving myself Interesting. um yeah to Uh, and there's lots of women out here. And, and this is why I do violence against women. Now I work in human trafficking and um, um, advocacy for crime. Like I work for a tribal council and that's what I do. I help victims of crime with the crown and the police. Good. And one of the things that I find is um, um, most often they'll go back men and women victims of crime. They go back. I have victims saying, I, I need to get these charges dropped. Well, this individual nearly killed you. Yeah, but I got to get these charges dropped. Mm. Until that that victim steps back and asks the tough questions about themselves, not about not about the accused. Forget the accused. Until the victim steps back and asks the tough questions about themselves and does the work on themselves, mm. they will continue to go back because there's this. We become trained to see abuse as love. And, and as a way of sort of accepting it and sort of dealing with it, we train our brains to think, no, that's love. No, that, you know, that action or those awful words or, 
you know, that's just his way of showing me he loves me or he'll, he'll treat you like crap. And then there's a moment of like, of niceness. And then you, you wait months to see that nice moment again. It's all, we, we program our brain to see that as love. Uh, and that's trauma. That's, that's that toxic relationship. Yeah. That's what I just wanted to say. So that's drama then? It it's, it's trauma. Yeah, oh, trauma. Yes. Sorry. My trauma. Pronunciation yeah, trauma. Was yes. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, there's drama too. There's no, no. Drama. I pronounced that wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but it's the cycle of abuse. Yes. And, and what we talk about often in, in sort of that field is the cycle of abuse where, you know, there'll be, they'll, they'll be sort of like the Romeo or the honeymoon. And then, and then it, it sort of decreases into this, um, the patterns of sort of abusive behavior until there's sort of this big event where it's an actual um, incident of abuse. Mm. And then, um, and then the individual goes back into the honeymoon or Romeo phase again. Ah, this is so cool. So this is, and we see this all the time. I mean, it doesn't have to be physical abuse. It could be emotional abuse. I mean, if a partner is, you know, uh, super sweet and nice and, and giving, but cheating, this is also a type of abuse. That's an emotional abuse too. So yeah. it doesn't have to be physical violence. There's all different types of abuse that we see. Um, and and it's not just, it's men and women and people do it to each other and men do it to men and women do it to women. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it happens in the transgender world too. So um, abuse is, is unfortunately one of the things that has no, um, it doesn't exist in one world. It's all over the place. So. Very complex. Yeah, and yet not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend? What would you tell people that are maybe in a situation like that right now? What, 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 how can, how can we, how can you reach out? Mm. So if someone's in this situation... Uh, talk about it. If you are someone who, and for me, I didn't see myself as being abused for a very long time. Um, it was a long time before I actually saw it. So you might be listening to this right now and go, that's not me. No, that's mm. not me. Something will click and then it'll become apparent. So when that moment happens, find someone you trust to talk to. It might be a professional, it might be a friend, it might be someone you barely know, but feel comfortable talking to. Find someone to talk to and just share your story. More importantly, if you're someone who's listening to this and you know someone who's being abused, don't label it for them. Let them come to terms with it themselves. Don't say to someone, you're being abused, you have to get out. That will push them closer to the abuser. Mm. What you want to do is listen. Just listen, no judgment. And they're going to go back. People go back because they have to, a a victim has to feel worthy enough of leaving. That takes time. So if you're a person listening to the victim, just keep telling them you love them. I'm here for you. When you're ready, I'm here. I love you. Call me when you need me. And it's going to be really frustrating as the person doing the supporting, but just knowing that someone is there that loves them will eventually get them out. It actually was my dad that helped me. He showed up at the house one day and he walked into the basement. Actually, he was with me. I had been left at a venue and 
kind of on the side of the street after an incident. And my dad said, this is enough. And he walked into the house and he walked downstairs. My dad's a very quiet, small framed. um, uh, He's not a large man. He's smaller than my 14 year old son. Mm. Walked into the house and kind of like confronted this large individual and said, get out, like get the fuck out of this house. Um, and, and don't ever talk to her again. And that was it. And that's what I needed. Um, uh, but not everybody needs that. I needed that. Yeah. I needed yeah. that. S- yes. It's, um, yeah, just listen. And, um, unfortunately they have to, a victim has to want to leave. Uh, you can't save them. And I think that's one of the hardest things I've had to learn doing the work I do. And it's something that I have a remarkable boss where I work, um, Carmela. She's remarkable. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Carmela, if you're listening. Yeah, it's um, good. It's yeah, good to, something she's... It's good to recognize yeah. people. Yeah, she's remarkable. And my whole team is, is phenomenal where I work. And something she often says to me is we can't, you can't save people. And I think that's one of the hardest things to hear working in the, if you work frontline, if you work in a, in an industry like that, you, you literally want to just save people. Right. And you can't, you have to, you can give them the tools and you can show them the path. And, um, but at the end of the day, people have to walk it and have to choose to walk it. It's crazy. Uh, and that's, that's been a hard lesson to learn. I can only imagine they always say, I, th- I think I said this before with another subject, but like you can bring the horse to the water, but the, yeah. the horse has to drink it itself. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's why we see, you know, a lot of people kind of say, um, oh, you know, I helped this person get out of an abusive situation and they went right back and it's, uh, well, yeah, they probably did. And uh, they probably will multiple times, but it's not a reason to love them less or it's not a reason to give up on them. It's if you knew the internal battle that was happening um, and the the struggle that the person's going through to leave. And it's, there's so much mental damage that's happening. The, the manipulation and the twisting and the so much like, um, you know, I, I, I knew how, ugly this person was and you you still run to it so Mm. um i think you know my best advice to anyone involved in it would just be you know just take a deep breath and 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 just listen and just just love just love Mm. and eventually that person will come out okay that's good advice i think i like it i hope so (laughs) yeah i feel like it's almost the depression it's almost the same thing you know oh gosh yes yeah it's like you you want the person out of it or you you know you want to do anything you can mm. but it's it's almost like you just need to be available you cannot do it do you have experience with it have you been around it's a tough subject okay yeah. we can keep going yeah that's yeah. fair but I, I can i can tell you it's hard for me because i'm a guy who says I'm motivated. I I believe in, you know, if what I set my mind I can do or I I believe in things that are not there, but I think in my mind I create them and then I believe yeah. into them. So it's interesting to learn for me and it's a lot to learn for me that sometimes you just need to listen. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, naturally as people, we want to fix things. And, you know, my mom, I love my mom and she's a fixer. And I'll say to her, you know, mom, I'm struggling with such and such. Well, just do this or just do this or just do this. And I'm like, mom, I don't, I don't want advice. I just want you to listen. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I love you, mom. Thanks for the advice, but I just want you to listen. Like, I just, mm. I just need to vent. I don't need it fixed. Yeah. That's so interesting. So I think, yeah. And I think that was one of the things I learned through um, doing this work in therapy was um, we're not there to fix we can suggest coping strategies. We can, we sort of guide and mm. we help, but our job is not to fix. People aren't broken. They don't need to be glued back together. So um, when, if someone's, you know, struggling with depression or anxiety or whatever it is, um, listen first, mm. listen, and then um, ask, you know, that sounds rough. I validate and then, and then, you know, sort of ask, um, what do you think you need? What can we do? Mm-hmm. Cause oftentimes people know, they just don't realize they know. It's so powerful, you know, just a mm-hmm. quiet moment or like be there. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I find particularly now cause things like, which is ironic because we have nothing to do. But it's chaotic, nonetheless. There's this sense of uncertainty. Um, it's yeah. kind of like we're living two weeks by two weeks. So right now we're living six weeks. And yeah, like, five, weeks, right? six? five more weeks and then we see. Yeah, 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 exactly. Five more weeks and then what, right? Mm-hmm. So even though there's this like, we can't really do anything, we're still, we don't have control. And for that reason, there's a lot of anxiety. I feel it like there's so much like unknown mm. and for, for people, anyone who feels sort of the sense of needing to have control or make plans that this is a really tough time. So being able to be someone that just listens, you're not going to fix it. We're not going to make this go away. We can't plan past five weeks. Like just being there for someone and just listening and then taking turns. Like yeah. I'll listen to you. Can you listen to me? It can make a huge difference. It's almost like it's more powerful instead of advising or saying, hey, do this just to listen. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. And when we, yeah, when we advise, we almost try to take on someone's struggles, right? Like, um. I'll fix it for you. But we don't need, we don't need to do that because we don't want to wear other people's emotions either. We don't want to dismiss them. We don't want to wear them. We just, just want to listen. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for. You're good at that. That's what you do for work. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes I say too many things, but I. No, I, you're already there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to listen. I think there's a lot of value in it. Like if I would yeah. be in a big room and it's a big party, I would be uh, somewhere in the corner, trying not to pay, no, trying not to get attention at all. Are you? Yeah, I'm not. The, really? I don't. I'm not going to be the elephant in the room. No. I see you being the one that like goes from a sort of group to group asking mm. questions about people trying to like, <laughs> Hey, you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is pre podcast. This is like practicing for podcasts. Yeah. Like, Oh, what's cool. Like, what do you do? What do you like? Yeah, like yeah. getting to know people? Nah, nah, nah. No, no, yeah. no. 
I like social media that way. It's almost like, you know, mm. you get to know people in a way you share what you share. I see what you do and it feels like this is really approachable. And then I feel like I can connect and try it out. Hey, do so you want to come on the show? That's good. I would be just you, in the back. Do you think there's been more like dependence on social media in terms of knowing, getting to know people or like having connections with people? Yes. During this little while? Yeah. Especially. Yes. But I think that's a good thing. I think social media can be a bad thing and it can be a good thing. Yeah. It's just like, it. I think it ultimately, again, decide, you decide what it is for you. Mm. Yeah. You, because, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's bringing it back to what you said earlier that maybe we are in charge of our own emotions, right? That's a really good point. Uh, yeah, because I can see where there's this sense of like the rabbit holeness of um, it was interesting. Like I watched that um, documentary mm. and how like you can have two phones and one's phone could pull up all like super liberal type media and the other one could pull up super conservative type media, mm. but it's all on the same technically like Google and I was so surprised at how influenced we actually can be yeah. just by opening a search engine. And I find that really problematic because, you know, I've got kids that are using the internet and, mm. and, and how challenged it is because you'd like to think like, I'm kind of the one or their dad's the one, or, you know, their grandparents or teachers are the ones sort of shaping their mind. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole other component or beast kind of that has this um, opportunity to shape their minds that I question if I can even compete with some days mm. and, you know, social media can do fantastic things. It's kept my kids connected with friends through this, which is a godsend. Yeah. Um, but then there also is this evil side to it that, that does scare me sometimes. Yeah. For a reason yeah, too. For a reason too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just need to be more savvy with it. <laughs> I feel like you say beast, but I would say it's alive. You would say it's a what? It's alive. Alive? Yeah. It's like okay. you say Google. I'm just saying the words you said, and that doesn't mean yeah. you mean it. It's just like yeah. I would say it's alive, right? Because we can decide. Uh, we can decide again. But I understand that it is, it's a tool. Like, Do you think it's become more than just a tool, though? Like, I think of a tool as, like, when I was younger mm -hmm. and you typed something in and it kind of took you to one site or the same list. Now, like, I think I was looking at office chairs mm -hmm. on something. And now I go to, like, Facebook buy and sell and it's office chairs and then I go to like Ikea it's office chairs and I'm like oh my god like it's all connected. everything is office chairs it's all connected. to me that's a live thing much more than what a tool is okay that I think is what makes me a bit more nervous about it sure so it's a uh, intelligent more than I am I think <laughs> which is threatening <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
do you do you use like AI like Google what is it or Amazon like those devices you put in your home? No. No, eh? Hmm. No. Yeah. No, I'd be that person that would be like yelling at Alexa to stop doing something and it's not even on or like I'd be yelling the wrong name or I'm like, dude, just stop. My kids would be like whispering for it to keep playing. <laughs> like that's my kids love doing stuff like that. Anything to drive me nuts. My kids are all over it. So if we had Alexa, it would be a shit show. Yeah. I think nothing nowadays is private anymore. I think anything you do yeah. is is available. Yeah, and and I, I think that's a really good point. You have to be conscious of that when doing things as well. Mm. There's days where I, it would be nice to just kind of like pack the kids up and run away and like hide on an island somewhere. And then I'm like, hmm, I got to get paid somehow. So I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. the draw of just kind of like escaping all of the noise, I, I think, like you said, like there's nothing private or there's, you know, there's, there's, There's kind of like, uh, there's so many outside influences. Some days it would be nice to just kind of, you know, um, be somewhere quiet. But mm. um, yeah, so you, I don't see that anytime soon. <laughs> okay. I have got one more question on this matter. Yeah. So do you think you shape your own life then or somebody else does it for you? Ooh, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, <laughs> that's so tough. I don't know. Because it's in the end, it's just, I don't dun, know. Dun, dun, dun. Da, shit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh. To be continued. Ah, this is a tough one. <laughs> I, I feel like people are going to be like, mm. I'm going to lose all my followers after that. No, I don't have any followers <laughs> anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I struggle with, religion as a formality mm. um but i'm spiritual absolutely mm -hmm. um i run i'm a runner yeah nice love it yeah yeah i run um like i did 12 and a half miles yesterday um before my knees were like no more oh. my knee was like we're done <laughs> um so when i run i give thanks for mm. things and it, people call it prayer people call it you know, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I, I have such a beautiful life that I don't, I, this didn't happen by chance. Right. Like I had, I firmly believe that the things I've had some really shitty things happen and I'm wholeheartedly believe that they happen to bring me to where I am at this moment because I have so many beautiful humans in my life right now and so many beautiful things in my life um, that there was a design that this happened for a reason. So okay. um, I give thanks for that. I give thanks for the clear sidewalks. I give thanks for the sun. Like mm -hmm. I give thanks that, you know, my knee didn't give out and I was able to run today. Um, and then I asked for guidance Okay. Um, just, you know, help me, help me know what to do with this client. Help me to know what to do with my youngest son and all those kind of things. And, mm. um, you know, you can call him what you want. I, I refer to him as the creator, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's about where I stand on that. So I think, I think it's a bit of both. It's beautiful. <clears throat> I think our, our decisions play a big role in what we do, but at the end of the day, I, I do believe that, There's some bigger designs out there. They say 
many roads lead to Rome. Uh, yeah. Uh, it comes to my mind <laughs> when, you, when you say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch Stargate at all when you grew up? Like Stargate? No. No, eh? No. They like they walk through a thing they found in Egypt and then it's like a tunnel device and like a, a link and it co get, connects you to another planet. In a different, oh. So it's like, uh, I don't know how the proper term is, but there is one episode where they get invaded by the bad guys. And, you know, they don't know how to stop it. And then they find this device on a mission where they can tr see into other um, dimensions. This is getting uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can now, because they were looking for a way to get, to see if in another dimension they would make it out or they get extinct. Ooh. Right? So... They they saw themselves get killed a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to know that. No, thank you. <laughs> But then, you know, they were the only ones in the end in in the movie who made it through because all the other dimensions shit happened. Oh, their dimension survived though. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I wouldn't want to know what happens to me in the future. Would you want to know? Not at all. No. no. I have I like, like yeah. yeah, I have a vision that I want to be healthy. I want to be yeah. flexible. I want to raise the kids with Lisa and have a like we make a, yeah. we have a decent life. But beside of that, I would not want to know. No. No. No, I think like this idea of just literally living in the moment that was another thing that became this big like i'm so obsessed on like the future or the past but literally embracing the moment is such a hard thing to do but when you can start doing it it's so much better way of living mm. um that would get lost i think you'd be so focused on oh my god that's how i die like um uh, yeah it would take over yeah yeah i yeah. think so but mm. So yeah, I wouldn't want to know. So is running meditation then for you? It is. It's therapy for me. Yeah. It started as cardio. So I ran years ago. Like I used to run probably 14 years ago. I started running. Okay. Oh God, I'm that old. 14 years ago, 15 years ago, mm. I started running and um, I would start and kind of train for a race and then stop and then start again. And then I had children. And yeah. Um, but when I started, so last January I decided, I was going to do a fitness, uh, like a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. There was, um, there was big changes, right? There was like 81 pounds. I was 250 pounds when I started. Mm. Wow. So 250 pounds last January, 2020, I was 250 pounds. And I got in touch with, uh, Andre Byant. Yay! Yeah. The man! Yay! Shout out, Andre! Woo! Andre! <laughs> uh, super phenomenal human. One of the ones I give thanks for. Cause he, was, uh, he was down here in the basement, you know? I've, was he? Yeah, I, that was when we still could do in person. Oh. He's, Isn't he a great He's human? amazing. He's huge. Huge. Oh, he's. it's even worse now. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous wow. um and it's so funny because his wife is so cute and mm. so pretty and she's so tiny mm. and she stands next to him and i'm like it's so cute because he towers over her and you can barely see her but they're mm. such a great couple she works out too um, though. 
Oh, she's, you should see what she's lifting. Yeah, I know. I think he said she did a rack pull for like 350 or something stupid the other day. I could not do but that. Amazing. Like she's mm. such a good athlete too, but, but yeah, so I got in touch with him and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, do you want to see me first? Like, so he's like, yeah, you can come see me. But he, he looked at me, he's like, yeah, let's do this. Mm. And I, I was kind of hoping he'd say no. Cause like I wanted it out, but He's like, yeah, let's do it. We'll do the Van Dyke. Um, you know, you've got some weight to lose, but let's go. So we started training January of 2020, January 7th, mm-hmm. and um, did it. But part of it was um, I introduced running because um, yeah. so April of last year, I started running and um, for cardio. Mm-hmm. And what started as probably about four kilometers um, I'm now, I now do 10 kilometers every day Beautiful. and then wow. on, <laughs> and then on weekends, uh, either Saturday or Sunday, I'll do, um, anywhere between 10 miles to 13 and a half or 13 miles. Mm. So every second weekend I try to do a half marathon. Yeah. You're training for one. Are you, are you still like, this is the one that is like, uh, I seen it. You mean like it's, uh, digital. Whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm train. I'm going to do the 10 mile, the, the Thunder Bay, yeah. um, the fresh air one. Mm-hmm. So great. They've got medals, like fresh air is on the ball with this. It's all set up, ready to go. Uh, props to fresh air. Uh, and they've got a great running group that I've joined. So that's really what's been pushing me. Cause I was just doing my normal 10 K every day. And then I joined this running group and there are some phenomenal athletes in that group, like mm-hmm. great athletes. So I found myself really pushing more. So I'm doing the 10 mile. Um, but my goal by the end of the summer, so I do the Arthur street loop. Yeah. Um, which is 10 K I'm going to, by the end of the summer, I'm going to run it four times, which is a marathon. <laughs> and then I'm going to join, I'm going to try and do the Manitoba marathon. Um, I'm saying this out loud. Mm. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to try and do the Manitoba marathon, uh, September weekend. Yeah. September long weekend. Yeah, yeah. You posted about that in October last year, I think. Uh, did I? Was yeah. it? Or was it another I one? I think I posted was it about Grandma's. Marathon? Yeah. But Grandma's is a virtual one. Manitoba is yeah. an in-person one. Oh. So I'm actually going to hopefully do it in person. I think it would be a better experience. But um, because I can't do um, nationals. So I was supposed to compete. I qualified for nationals last year for bodybuilding. Okay. Um, Congratulations. And I had a good talk with, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I had a, yeah, that happened. I went to Van Dyke and I qualified for nationals, which was That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was good. I, uh, yeah, it was good. Good it experience. What other experience? All I was focused on was eating. <laughs> By the time you, you get to like, so it was October last year. I, the whole drive there, all I'm drinking is water. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat this and I'm going to, she's like, Ashley. And like, I would message Andre and I'd be like, Hey, what am I supposed to eat? He's like, Ashley, it's all written down. I'm like, Andre, I can't read. Like, just tell me what I have to eat. Like I'm having like meltdowns. I'm crying. And then the next minute I'm happy. He's like, Holy shit, girl, you're a disaster. Cause you are like, you're, I'd get off the Stairmaster and I'd just start crying. And yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, you're in prep. Like mm-hmm. you're, a, you're an absolute basket case, but um you finish and you get off stage and you're like that was it Mm. (laughs) like I just that was fast it was half an hour and it was because of COVID they had it like you couldn't watch any watch any of the other athletes you 
I only met the girls that were in my comp, like in my category. Um, we literally walked in the building, walked on stage, walked off stage, walked out of the building. So I, for my first competition, I don't know any different, but um, the other girls that I competed with were like, we're sorry you didn't have a better experience, like a full experience, Mm -hmm. but you know, credit to Van Dyke. They did what they could. They put a show on. So yeah. So my friend's competing this year and I'm going to go with her to support Uh, her. Okay. Yeah. Who is is it? Uh, Jolene Puglisi. Okay. Yeah. So she's like been around for a while. She's the reason that I actually contract contacted Andre in the first place. Mm. Uh, so this is all her fault. Um, <laughs> thank you very so she, much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I love her. She's become a very, very close friend. So nice. she and I train uh, legs together and then we laugh because we leave our kids with her husband. Mm. Um, and they they're a gong show they go off and play in the backyard and she and i train legs and we just complain about how oh my god we need a gym we need a gym like we can't not because we're not training well but we need to get away from our children because they're annoying (laughs) like her kids are jerks um but they uh, so she's doing so well and um She's done really well and she's ready to go. But uh, for me, for nationals, I talked with Andre and nationals is like, that's legit. Like I can't, um, you know, I, I'm nowhere near ready for it. So we're going to postpone and do nationals next year and I'll take a year to build. That's possible. Yeah, Uh, we think so. That's awesome. Uh, If not, I'll just uh, try to requalify. Yeah. But um, he's pretty sure we think. Because uh, his has been postponed as well, mm. we think we'll see what happens. If it's not possible, I'll just try to requalify, or I'll do I'll just do regionals next year. But I'm yeah. just not ready. You will next year. No, you will get it again. Like if you don't, oh, you yeah. get it again. You do that. I will get it again. Yes, it's gonna happen. I know yeah. that. You then you know the Thank training you. you did to get where you are now. That that uh, that's that's dedication. It was, um, thank you. It was dedication. A lot of people say motivation and motivation is a funny word. That's what you feel. I think after you've done the work, dedication is definitely it. That's, um, that's what you need to, that's what you need. Mm. And it was, uh, I, again, my parents, they're like, yeah, go do that two hour workout. Yeah. You need to run. My dad would come over at five in the morning so that I could do a run. Mm. Um, so I couldn't have done it without them. And, um, and my son would watch the baby a lot so that I could go do a lot of this. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just me. I had a phenomenal sort of team behind me yes. um, that helped. And uh, that was important. But uh, yeah, I am going to do it again. That's, it will happen. That's good to recognize <laughs> because, you know, yeah. that shows a lot about you, how you, how you perceive life. You know, you because I think personally, people with certain greatness, it's not just them. It's also the support they receive through others. Oh, mm. yeah. Like I couldn't. My my life is impossible without the people that are in it. Yeah. And like as much as um, as much as, you know, I go for these two, two and a half hour runs. I'm only able to even come close to doing those 
because my parents watch my my kids. My oldest watches the baby. You know, even my partner is is like, I'll I'll take him. So uh, he gave me a stroller so I can start taking the baby with me. I'm only as good as the people who are in my life. Yes. And that's, um, I'm so lucky. I'm privileged to have the support I have. Yeah. And you didn't need to say that, but you did. That shows a lot. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, that's oh, yeah. it? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, some people don't say that. Good. No, most people wouldn't say oh. that. Probably. I don't know, but no? I think that way. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah. I think yeah. it it's, I think it takes courage to say, you know, and also the certain mindset because you don't talk about yourself, you say something great about other people. Even though, oh. you know, <laughs> you accomplish something. I think that's that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think it's hard for me. Well, I'm Andre was on me about this a lot, like sort of recognizing accomplishments and I think it was um it didn't Not that it wasn't hard. It was hard, um, particularly towards the last six weeks of it was... Um, it's intense. I struggled. It is intense. But it was a good hard. It felt good to fall in love with myself again. Mm -hmm. And it was... Um, it felt really good to... Uh, it started off as a weight loss thing. Mm -hmm. And it became so much more than that. It became... That wasn't even it. It became about genuinely um, recognizing my worth and my value and and really falling in love with who I was as a person again. Yeah. And that's what it became about. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Do you have burgers yeah. afterwards? Oh, my God. Burgers? So many burgers. <laughs> How many burgers? Okay. So, like, <laughs> he would give me cheats. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly, like... He'd be like, it's a cheat meal. I'm like, beefcakes, let's go. <laughs> like, three patties, let's go. Put that on there. Pile it up. Oh, my God. Just go. Like, I'd go pick it up, and I wouldn't even get to the car. I'd be, like, eating it as I'm walking to the car. Like, it was <laughs> disgusting. I'm like, put it on, put it on. Nope, cheesecake, let's go. I'd even call and be like, you guys have cheesecake today, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, can you, like, put a piece aside, please? Because I'm coming. <laughs> I need to reserve that right now, please. Yeah, like the whole cake, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good i love it yeah i was following so many like um food places during it and i would just be like oh you look good mm. oh you look good too like i was like food porn like crazy it was so bad yeah that's a, that's a, yeah. that's motivation then uh i think that's torture i don't uh, know okay, i think well, that was more like hmm. a little sadistic at times because i was like <laughs> <laughs> literally starving myself but watching people make food mm. like and looking at cakes that was the other thing oh milk and water mm. have you seen have you tried milk and water uh, cupcakes no oh so i probably guilty, ate six guilty yes church oh my gosh you gotta get there by 1105 before they sell out they sell out but at 11 i probably had like six of those the weekend after mm. and i just sat in my car going i'm not sharing these with anybody nope no one no one's eating these i'm eating these all to myself the, the kids never saw it <laughs> no they would have they would have been very mad it's my daughter's favorite place yes. milk and water with prime gelato on top Ooh, yes yeah nice <laughs> yeah wow. yeah best best dessert ever yeah yeah what do you think 
beside of the support, what made you f- finish the competing? What do you think mm. is like? Is that in you? Is that like? Is that part of you? Is that who you are? I don't like to fail. Uh-huh. So the same thing with running. Like even if I wake up that day and I say out loud, I'm doing 12 miles today, my foot could fall off and I'm still going to finish 12 miles that day. Okay. Um, so like if I say out loud, if I set an intention, if I set a goal, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that's been what was lacking for a while in my life was I wasn't setting goals and I sort of just lost myself. And then once I started doing it again, um, I realized very quickly that that's what I need to, to move forward. Yeah. Um, so now that I'm not doing this, I, I'm not going to be ready for November. That's why I kind of said, okay, I need something. I'm going to do a marathon. So now that I've said that it's like, Kate, that's what I'm doing as a marathon. Kate, I'm doing the 10 mile. Kate. Mm. So uh, like one year I did like a tough mutter and, and a half marathon within the same month. So I, I tend to sort of set lofty goals sometimes, but um, if I don't, then I, I get comfortable and I don't try. Um, so I'm better if I set big goals and then I don't, I'm, I'm not good at failing. Um, I often say to people, it's not failing. Like as long as you try, it's not failing. Yes. But in my mind, it doesn't register that way. Yeah, I I'm much harder on myself. I understand. Yeah. You said <laughs> comfortable. Mm. Yeah. I posted like a day ago. I posted like the opposite of comfortable. Just like, just like a sentence on like Facebook. And with that, I, I didn't mean that, like, I'm not doing so good or, like, hey, uh, I got a problem or, like, hey, uh, whatever. I felt like I talked to Bianca and Bianca was, like, she told me she's been years in the business. You know, she's successful. She builds. Mm. And if she told me and shared with the audience, like, don't get comfortable. Like, because if you do and then you repeat what you did before, even not if it's then, but within three, four, five years in a business, that's it. Maybe, maybe, but some people want to do that though, right? They want to stay the same and then that's good. And I, I respect that. Yeah. That's okay. Don't get me wrong. But like for me, I feel, I felt inspired by that because like I've been thinking about different switcher for the live stream. I've been thinking maybe different platforms and maybe one more camera. But it's just like it pushed me to think outside. And, and that's so with that, I mean, comfortable is good. And it's good to be comfortable, but it's also good to recognize Sometimes change mm-hmm. is good too. Completely agree. And I think comfort is how we define it. So, you know, for me, comfort, I don't want to get comfortable with coming home and sitting on the couch every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some people, that's fine. We're surviving a pandemic. Sure. If that's what you're doing to survive. Do it. Yeah. 
I can't survive that way because my mental health isn't good like that. Um, but my goal is to do a nine to five job. Like that's what I've done too many things here, there. It's been too dramatic for me. I'm so happy with where I am right now. I just nine to five. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so our discussions of comfort or what is or what isn't is different for everyone. For someone, it might be, you know, stepping outside of their comfort zone is, is taking a trip or buying the boat they've been eyeing up because they've been saving their money their whole life. So I think it's about defining stepping out of comfort or becoming uncomfortable mm. um, and really asking yourself, how can I push myself out of my comfort zone? Yes. And and creating that definition for yourself. Very nice said. So mm. is that you getting a motorcycle license? <laughs> Are we gonna go there? Yes, oh of course. God. Yes. Well, this oh, just geez. you set this up, and not me. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. Okay, yeah. so yeah, here's some stories. So part of that abusive relationship I had been talking about was um, quite a bit of debt I had incurred. So I paid it off last summer. I got rid okay. of all this debt, like about 60,000. I was super proud of myself. I said, that's it. I'm going to buy a Harley. I wanted a bike. I'm going to buy one. Okay. Walked into Harley and I took a friend with me um, who knows about bikes was kind of hoping he was going to talk me out of it, but talked me into it. Mm. I had a bigger bike than I thought. So Harley's fantastic. Harley Thunder Bay is amazing. Ken there, uh, I'm pumping Ken because if anyone needs a bike, go see Ken. All right. Great guy. Walk in and I said, I want, I'm looking at this bike. It's an older bike. So we talked about it and he said, you know, it needs a lot of work. So then my friend that I brought to kind of talk me out of it said, no, look at this bike. It's bigger. It's nicer, blah, blah, blah. So I go and I look at this other one. It's a, a 1200. So I don't know much about bikes. I'm like, sure, 1200 sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> I buy it. Don't have my license yet. Nothing. I buy this 1200. Don't know anything about insurance at the time. So whatever. I park it. I get into the into the motorcycle course because they ran it last year. Yes, I did. They did. So I got this little uh, ninja. Literally walking the ninja, I dumped it five times. Mm. Dropped it five times. Okay. I got made fun of by those instructors so bad. Oh, like boy. every, I was the butt of every joke. So then the second day there, we actually get to ride. We're, well, we rode them the first day, but the second day there, we're riding them. And I'm feeling pretty good on this ninja. And we go into this turn, turn, and the girl ahead of me kind of comes out of the turn. So I break. Well, I'm going to turn and I break with both. Ooh. The front and the back. Yes, you're already mm. cringing. Bike was gone. Like, came right out from under me. I land on my knee. The bike comes down on top of me. And I'm laying there with my head down. And they rush up. And the guy says to me, how's your face? Like, how's my face? How's the rest of my body? Forget my face. <laughs> Anyways, so oh, I got okay. up. I was, I was pretty banged up. But I kept thinking, I have to compete. I have to compete. I've come too far. I have to compete. So... I go and I, I got my license. It was fine. I go to get my my bike from Harley. I sit on it. I start it. I'm like, this is way more than the Ninja. Like, so much more bike than what those Ninjas were. Yes. I 
wrote it home. My mom doesn't know this. I hope my mom's not watching. <laughs> I wrote it home. And I went and I took a turn too wide. And there was a woman parked at the street, like, waiting to turn. I hit her. Like, I literally hit a parked car. Mm. The, my first ride home on my new bike. Oh, boy. And broke the handle and and um, drove it up to my driveway. And I parked it. And I've driven it once since then. Mm. And that's it. So it's sitting in my parents' garage. Not sure if I'm going to insure it. What I think I'm going to do is actually get a smaller bike. Okay. Because uh, do you ride bikes? Do I? Why? Yeah. Do you? I've been thinking about it. This uh, this this couple months ago, but you know, I would probably kill myself. Well, the twelve hundred is too much for me for a first time bike. Not to mention the insurance on it's like five thousand a year. Uh. Like it's ridiculous. It's more than my vehicle. Mm. So. I think what I'm going to do is um, go back and see Ken and see if I can get like a smaller Harley, like a yeah. like a 750 or a or one of the smaller Sportsters. Mm. Um, because this 1200, I look at it and I look at it and I'm like, I'm, all I visualize is me hitting a parked car. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how I hit a parked car, but I hit a parked car. It happens. <laughs> oh God! So that's the big joke. Is like, oh, um, I have a Harley, but um it's parked in my parents yeah garage for a reason yeah which is fine is it (laughs) they're beautiful bikes and you know what oh yeah yeah everybody starts somewhere sometimes someday well my uncle had my aunt uncle had harleys my whole life growing up and um i remember i was like 18 months old riding in their sidecar and i grew up always wanting a bike Mm. And wanting to ride just because I remember as a child, like yeah, that. And then uh, I've ridden on backs, like I've been on the back of bikes. And then I was like, that's it. I'm done being like the the back bitch, right? Like hmm. I'm, I'm getting my own bike. There you go. And uh, yeah, I'm getting my own bike. And then I got it and I'm like, this is too much for me. I need a smaller bike. So um, I, I need to just smaller yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but that's my yeah that's my riding experience allow me to say this i think maybe sometimes it's a good idea to just keep it too and then you just get another one and then one day you get there to that one you know my parents are gonna kill you it's in their garage <laughs> yeah but there must be room for another one Oh, well, my dad's got a two-car garage in between my bike, my kids' like stuff, mm. and like everything we cram in there, it barely fits the van. Okay. But he's got like a TV in there. He's got like, mm. it's the man cave. It's but a hockey room. It, yeah, it's, mm. uh, yeah, and it's where the kids like, if they have birthday parties, it's in there. So like, it's not really his space anymore. Mm. Um, but I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to be like, so remember mm. how I was on that thing last night? Yeah. I'm going to have another bike in there now. It's a good idea. I'm going to get them to call you when they <laughs> snap. <laughs> sure. Just give him my number. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You also do some consulting, right? You have another... Yeah. So part of like when I was doing therapy um, privately, um, when it came time for me to kind of leave, um, a, a few clients wanted to come with me. So I continued doing that. And I also do um, 
I have my master's in education. So I do some uh, work with education consulting, like um, that kind of stuff and um, wellness. So I do, uh, I see clients after hours. Um, it's, it's not therapy because I'm not practicing under a doctor, but um, I do. Um, yeah, we do. It's kind of different, mm-hmm. but I do. Um, yeah. But um, I do. Yeah. I see clients after hours. That's good. And um, yeah, it is. It's good. It's busy. Um, but my clients have, I've been, the ones I have, I've had for two years uh, plus. So they're, um, I'm very, I'm close with them. And yeah. I have um, um, definitely a fondness for them. And, and I feel very lucky to have them as clients. And um, and it's it's nice to see them grow and to see how, how well they're doing so Mm -hmm. uh it's been it's i've been very fortunate to um been able to have done this sort of side adventure as well yeah it seems like you you focus throughout what you do now a lot to help others uh yes (laughs) i think i probably that's probably what i do yeah Yeah. that's beautiful i keep finding myself in those kind of roles yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um it takes a lot It does take a lot. And that's something I've had to really, I think that's why I run as much as I do. Um, You get the runner's high? the gym, pardon? Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to throw this in. Do you get the runner's high? Like you you feel this? Yeah. Yeah, you do. eh? Yeah. Good. I do. I'll hit, it takes me about three kilometers to really hit a stride. And once I hit a stride, I'm gone. I don't know. I lose track of time. I lose track of... I get, I don't listen to music. I get lost in my head Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, I can go for hours, like I think three hours the other day and I don't even, I'm just gone. Like I don't even know. Hey, there's an ultra coming up, eh? An ultra race. I think it's in in Thunder Bay. No. Yeah. It's in the area somewhere, isn't it? Am I the only one who saw this? I think there's an ultra race coming up because there's, I follow a couple running clubs on Instagram. Do you? I think there is. Maybe I got it wrong. I gotta find these clubs. Yeah. No, you're probably right. I I I don't follow them. Mm. Yeah. How, like you can register for it, and there's only certain members. No, not members, but certain uh, quantities of runners per distance. Really? Yeah, and you have to complete it in a certain time too. I wonder. Oh my gosh! Mm. See, I'm so I watched this marathon, the Barkley marathons. Have you heard that? That um uh. Sorry, um, movie. What's it called? Documentary. Mm. And it's um, five marathons to make one marathon. And they have to do it through this crazy bush. It's like one lap is is like climbing Everest twice. (laughs) It's insane. That's the first lap. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, there's only been like in the 25 years they've done it, there's only been 12 finishers. Yeah, I believe that. So I watched him like I could do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I die. Uh, but you. <laughs> but feel I watch it. these videos and I'm like, I want to do that. I mm. want to do that. But yeah, not actually realizing like I physically could not do that. Mm. So that's probably what would happen with this ultra. I'd be like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Let's do that. Well, you said you fall in the grind. You fall away. You fall in the stride. 
You might be. Yeah. Able. If you run every day 10Ks right now and then you go long distance on the weekend, you can do it. What are we talking? What's an ultra though? Like how far is an ultra again? Well, what's an, what is a marathon? Marathon is 26 miles. Yeah, 26 miles. So that's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm, I don't have a guy who looks things up for me. Let me switch the over. <laughs> hey, you, can you look Damn. this up? <laughs> Uh, where is your like guy off camera like come on he took the day off today damn it jeez (laughs) come on come on bro i don't know what an i don't know what an ultra is i think it's like a hundred k or like more than that i think there's different races there's different like oh i should google this and what is the definition of a Definition. Hmm. I always tell um, uh, my boyfriend, I always bug him, I'm like, you're going to come run with me, right? He's like, no, mm. no, absolutely not. So I just tell him, hey, I signed us up for an ultra. Okay, an ultra is uh, 50K. So 31.07 oh. miles. But then it has like, you can go, you can go longer if you want to. Certain races are like longer. But like that's like where the, the shortest. That's like the shortest, yeah. That's like the basic. Yeah, you do that in five days. I would do that. I can do that. Let's do it. Ooh. you do it. Me? No. Yeah. Oh, I I can't run anymore. I used to. No, I, I was really into it, and I did too much, and then I the the tendon under the foot, and um, and then I I was out for a year. I could, it's uh, I it's do, rough, eh? Yeah, I could do nothing, and then I'm back on the bike now, and I'm not confident enough. I'm, I'm bike is good for now, right now. Do you like the bike? I do. Yeah, yeah. Do you do stationary or do you go out on the road? No, I have it. Uh, I have a road bike. Like I picked it up at Rolling Thunder, like the base, really like yeah. easy. And I have a bike spinner. It's like with a Bluetooth app, and then it just tells me the wattage and whatever. It's good. Nice. Yeah. So you'd probably be fine on a motorcycle because I can't even ride a bike. So mm. I fall on bikes. You'd probably be fine on a motorcycle. Yeah, I can't do that. No. <laughs> I like I like speed. Like do I you? like when in Germany we I biked every day to school and like we did crazy stunts with bicycles on the road. I remember, like one day, I really, was, yeah, it was like rainstorm, and we were on the road doing crazy stuff, and then I, I lost control of my bicycle, and I was so fast, the bicycle fell in front of me, and I, all I saw was sparks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's those things we do when we're younger. Oh man! Yeah. And then your body pays for it as you get older. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. I. I I have to say, like, recovery is longer, yes, but physically and, like, body-wise, I feel, I feel better. I feel good. Do you? Mm-hmm. And your foot's recovered? Yes. I've, I I thought about, like, last the day and the day before, I actually thought about going for a 5K, which would oh. probably, probably be already too long anyways. Like, just go 2K, easy effort, and then see how it feels after. Yeah, and mm. see how it... Yeah how it recovers i find it's um it's amazing what your body can rebound to like if you're used to running like if you ran even however long ago it's almost like your body it's like riding a bike right so you start running and your body's like i know how to do this i remember this we can do this 
I don't know if the proper term is that, but it's muscle memory, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, they muscle do, memory. Yeah, they build, they come back faster, and they hold up. Yeah, like it's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's um, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I've I've injured myself a couple times running, but just like rolled ankles and stuff. But it's like that first run back, and you're kind of tentative, but your body's like, no, let's go. Like we've been waiting, let's just go. <laughs> But running, running and bodybuilding don't go together, so. Mm. No, eh? <laughs> no. Because you don't want to lose the muscle mass? Well, it's that. Like, um, yeah, running It's running kind of leans you out. And then um, it doesn't support, like, kind of muscle growth necessarily. Um, but it's also your hips um, are tight. So okay. when you're doing bodybuilding, it's a lot of sort of, like, um, forward movements and like straight movements and um i'm trying to think of how my chiropractor put it but then when you run you're you're trying to be more like flexible movements and they just don't go well together Mm. so i find my hips are out a lot my lower back's out a lot the two just don't complement each other Mm. um so it needs to be like if you run it's kind of better to do more like mobility type training or like the um, like the weights that are more um, not bodybuilding type weights. Yeah, what's that called? Everybody's into that. Uh, yeah, what is it called? Uh, not the CrossFit, but what is it? The um, CrossFit Games, Strongman. That, but it's uh, yeah. <laughs> all the strongmans are fast runners. I know. I have you seen that stuff? I don't know. We have we got a couple guys in town that are pretty strong. It's crazy. I've been watching. Um, I watch so one of the things I would have to do thanks to Andre was 90 minutes on the, or 70 minutes on the, on the Stairmaster. Mm, nice. And I would put, mo- Oh yeah. Hmm. I'd put movies on and I would usually put those on. Cause I'm like, if they can do this, I can keep going. Just keep going. Um, it's remarkable what CrossFitters can do. Yeah. Like their bodies are ridiculous. Um, but I can imagine also very hard. Like mm. some of the movements and stuff that they do. It comes down to teamwork too, eh? In a way, like there's lots of teamwork. I, I think so. I've never. Have you tried CrossFit? I've never done it. No. 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 It's like there's like bodybuilding and CrossFit, and the two don't yeah. get along. Yeah. So like, I feel like I'd be like, "Don't talk to me right now." <laughs> no, no. I feel like I'd be like, like crossing into the bad world if I tried it. But no. <laughs> Yeah, this brings us back to like how we think about things. Mm. Yeah, exactly. My neighbor actually owns a gym and he's, um, um, I usually, I've messaged him. I'm like, come for a run. He's like, come do CrossFit. I'm like, no. Mm. And he says, no, not running either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but hey, how are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's mutual, mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, just remarkable fitness, right? But you know, I think anybody who is sort of dedicated to a, a sport of any kind, or or um, any kind of fitness, regardless of what it is, you know, there's I'm I'm impressed mm-hmm. um, just because of the de- dedication it takes, and you know, Thunder Bay has some phenomenal athletes. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it just, it's in, in anything really. Like when you it doesn't have to be. And allow me to say this, it's, yes, if you were, if you work out and this is your profession, so be it, that's awesome. But if you do, if you 
take pictures or if you as long oh. as you as long as you put that mind to the what you like and you you get creative and you get something in you when you get spark that's good that's that's golden we yeah. have so much talent here like i love for you know we're not a small city we're smallish i guess but like we have so much talent here and you see it like Love going. I loved going to Craft Revival when we were able to kind of go downtown and do it because yeah. it showcased so much talent and there was just you know so many phenomenal um, just people and artists and, and you know I think that's what's so cool about Thunder Bay is that there is just so much here mm-hmm. and um, that'll be neat when they open that um, market in the Eaton Center. Oh boy! Um, yep. Yeah. Are you excited? I am excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So excited for it. I think um, I think she's going to do an amazing job with that. So, you know, just to be able to have access to two people like to Thunder Bay and the and and the goods that can come out of the people that live here is going to be so great because, you know, it is it's like um, athletes. That's a type of artistry and like, mm-hmm. um whatever it is that people do, as long as you do it with sort of passion, yeah. um, that's, you know, that's the best part of it. Yeah. They're going to have a podcast there too. Are they? They have a, yeah, they're producing an own podcast in there. Isn't that fantastic? Out. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, really so nice. Good. Yeah. I'm excited to see it when it's all done. I was super impressed with the advertising, how they had the old Eaton's bags mm. and like, yeah. oh, you know, you weren't around. I guess you wouldn't have been here when Eaton's was like the thing. Nope. Oh, I remember going down there at like Christmas time and it would be snowing and all the, there'd be all these shops open down there and it'd be like Christmas music playing and Eaton's would be open. And there was just so much like, um, it just felt good Magic. down there. Oh, that's exactly what it was. And the windows would be open. It would mm. be like, like a Christmas movie. Mm. And to think that that could be brought back again mm. is, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Me again, too. you know, someone like creating opportunity in the city um, from things that were maybe lost. Yeah. And for anybody yeah. who doesn't know either, the, the Craft Revival online edition is coming up again soon, very soon, right? It's coming oh up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got to get on there fast because there's a, uh, It's like, a couple of vendors that I love that sell mm. out so fast. Go check that out right now. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, what is like long term? You said you said that before tonight. You you know goals and setting goals and thinking. Now you you competed. You obviously you qualified. You like what you're doing. You're thinking about what's gonna be next. How and what do you want to do? Are you, are you gonna share a little bit? Uh, I definitely, I'm, I'm going to compete again. Ooh. Like I'm definitely going to do another show. Um, my goal is uh, by my forties to, uh, I don't know if I want to say this out loud. Mm. Um, so I'm 40 in two years. I'd like to uh, place at nationals by the time I'm 40. Um, Andre, he's got, he's got some work to do. Uh, so I, I'd like to place at nationals It's beautiful. Uh, by my 40th birthday okay um 
for anybody I, I who, for anybody who yeah. doesn't know what does that mean place uh so um with bodybuilding there's like a couple divisions so there's regionals a regional show which is what i placed in last year and then you go from regionals to nationals if you place uh or if you win nationals you can get your pro card and then um and then you can go to pro qualifiers um which i think that's how it goes oh no nationals and the nationals you go to pro qualifiers and then pro qualifiers is where you can get your pro card okay um, so my goal would be to go to nationals and then, um, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. And then, um, be able to actually qualify to go to a pro qualifier. Nice. Um, that's what I would like to do by my 40th. I, I love this sport. I love what it's done for me and I love the people in it. Oh my gosh. The support and like, there's genuine love for each other. And because you're not competing against each other. I know everyone sees like all these people up on stage and they're like, Oh, you're competing against each other. You're not, you're competing against yourself. Like mm. I can look at other women up there and go, Oh my God, you're gorgeous. Oh my God. Look at your body. You've worked so hard. And it's, it's, I'm not jealous. There's not jealousy. So I think that is what I love so much about this sport is that there's so much like um, love for fellow competitors and you meet people and it's, uh, so I, I love what the sport's done and I want to keep going with it. Um, so that's a big goal mm. for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You put a time on that. Like yeah. this is By my 40th. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oof. A goal isn't a goal without a timeline. Okay. I've learned. Interesting. Yeah. So if, if you don't put a time on it, then it just becomes kind of a dream. <sighs> that's a difference. Mm. So you put a you you make it uh, precise and and you put a goal, you put a timeline on it and then you gotta you hold yourself accountable to it. So okay, and you can adjust the time frame, but if you hold if you put a time frame on it, yeah, then it it becomes a little more real. Um, so that is definitely one thing, and then um, um, I really like what I'm doing at work, so I wanna I wanna stay here. Mm. I find I been jumping around the last little bit sort of figuring out where I'm most comfortable but I, I really like where I am and um I'm happy doing this and um yeah so it's more the fitness stuff that I'm really driving forward with that's amazing that's what that's pretty much I I thought about that and I th thought you would say that and I'm glad <laughs> you do because I think it's really it's it's good for you right It is good. And you know what? It's nice because for the first time in, I think, for a long time, everything is quiet. So, like, um, I'm in a good, um, you know, I have a really good partner and supportive partner and um, and in a really good place there and a great place with work, great place with my kids and my family. So, uh, for me to take on a challenge like that, it just, it's a great time to do it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna be a challenge? <laughs> challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I don't know. We'll see two years from now. Yeah. Or a year and a half from now. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> you you make it. I believe in you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I like that you say that. Yeah. Thank thank you. That means a lot. I like that. You're welcome. And Andre, I will I I let him know maybe that you're gonna run that ultra, right? And just like <laughs> hopefully he's okay with it. 
He'll be like, what are you doing? Honestly, like, what else are you going to do? It's he's, uh, he, he's funny. I messaged him. I'm like, so I did, I ran this much. And he's like, why? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know how much that burns in like calories and food? And then I'm like, yeah, but I did it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can. So, <laughs> yes. And it's, I think, to be honest, biking and running, I do not get the same feeling. Like run, no? no, running is is a is the ultimate for me. Yeah, yeah. You come down and you stop, even after five k. It's just like you fall out of the run. Your body, the steps. There's a moment of like ooh, and then your breathing goes down as you were asleep. Like yes, you you are your breathing goes down so much, and you just you are in that moment, and I don't get that. No, don't eh? Not to the same extent. No, maybe because it's outside. I don't know, but it I don't get it. It's funny because I that's exactly it with running. That's why the first three three kilometers, four kilometers are a bit of a struggle because I don't find my stride. That's what I keep. I'll say I don't. I haven't found my stride. I don't find my stride. And that's why I don't listen to music because I can't hear, I can't hear my breathing and my pace well enough. Mm. But mm. once it clicks and you find that the pace, the breathing, the mental place. And like you said, the breathing drops and you find that, Oh, it's magic. Mm-hmm. There's mm. nothing like it. It's a different, you're in a different place and it's like, everything is just right. Yeah. Yeah, do you think we're designed to run? No. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't. I think between our knees and our hips, as some people are. Mm. I think some people's bodies, definitely. Um, I don't think I'm designed to run. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think as humans, yeah, I think our, I don't think our bodies are made for the wear and tear of running. No. Mm. Um, I think we're made for fast walking and walking, but I don't think our bodies are made for uh, running. So I, I think probably 75% of people are not made for running, but um, uh, I think you need to live while you have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to realize I will, that. Yeah, I'll deal with, uh, I might regret this, but I'll deal with my knees and my ankles when I'm older. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to give it up now. I love it too much. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Ashley, I'm I'm good. Are you good? <laughs> oh my gosh, that went by so fast. Mm. Yeah, time goes by Ooh. sometimes. Oof. It was painless. <laughs> <laughs> just stick around for one second. I'm just going to end the live stream and then uh, this is it. Ashley, I really appreciate you making yourself available tonight. Thank, Thank you, you for shedding perspective on opinions, uh, to put that out there, how they are built, how we perceive them. Also, explaining that listening is a really good thing. Thank I, you for having me. This was fun. I appreciate really it. Good. And the, um, the, the whole experience of working towards your goals and where you are getting at is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Ashley, have a good night. Good night.